A democratic republic of sports. The Sportsocracy with ESPN Asheville hosts Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green. Welcome in to the Wicked Weed Studio and WickedWeedBrewing.com. Drink different. Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green in the newly renovated Wicked Weed Studio. The guys came over yesterday, gave us a little bit of a facelift. Today we don't just drink different, we look different. Yeah, I'm digging it. I love it. It's very cozy, very homey. It's got all of my things. <laughs> Jeremy's just glad to have a place to put all of his helmets. And Amy's just glad to have them out of the house. Correct. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's going to put more in the house now. I already got one on the way. <laughs> as soon as they gave me more room for activities, I started doing activities. <laughs> Welcome into the program. A lot to talk about today. Urban Meyer does end up going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Still don't know how much he's going to make, but what's being reported, I, I kind of, it kind of. It's going to be a lot. It kind of flips me out. Uh, the New York Jets have a new head coach. Are you happy? Robert Sala coming over from the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Also, Arthur Smith apparently has been offered the Atlanta Falcons job. I do think it's very telling that he's been offered the job. He hasn't accepted it yet. <laughs> he's sitting in a bar somewhere with a scotch just going, am I really going to do yep, this? contemplating. Is this really worth it? Do I, I really want to do this? <laughs> I want to be a head coach, but I'm not even going to have the weapons that I had. You know, I, I don't know. Unless he's got a Derrick Henry... How successful will he be? Well, Arthur Smith doesn't have to have a Derrick Henry to be successful. He's a really smart guy. My bigger problem would be, is he looking at Atlanta's cap situation just going, we're going to be broke until I'm 60. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, also, of course, this weekend, the NFL playoffs. The, uh, the battle of the geriatrics. Tom Brady going up against uh, Drew Brees. The best quote from Tom Brady yesterday that I saw was, uh, he's 18 months older than I am, and I felt way better 18 months ago. Kind of poking the bear on everybody who's saying there's a huge difference between him and Drew Brees. Yes. The first ever playoff meeting between the two. We'll give you all the playoff predictions in this here program. Follow, like, and share the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Uh, so, Jacksonville Jaguars getting Urban Meyer, Jeremy, and... Honestly, the more I think about it, the more I think this this actually might be a little successful. Uh, I think it's a disaster, and I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> College coaches don't work in the NFL. We've done this. We've been here, done this, got the t-shirt. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, for it, we, how many times do you have to do this before teams just go stop doing that? Hire a coordinator, hire a good coordinator, and roll on. But no, we got to go get Urban Meyer when his Funky offense and Steve Adazio, and it's just, it's dumb. Three years from now, we're going to look back on this and go, hey, remember when they thought that was a good idea? Yeah, they've won eight games since. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be near that bad. I... I really don't. Urban Meyer's got a lot to work with here. He's going to have Trevor Lawrence as the number one pick in the draft. They're also going to be able to add, of course, guys at number one every other round of the draft. He's got $100 million to play with in free agency. Let's see what he can do. He might be enough to get, to get free agents to come to Jacksonville. Uh, okay. If you think free agents are coming to Jacksonville because of Urban Meyer, I got a bridge <laughs> to sell you. I don't know. There's, there's hope for that organization now. It might be a long shot, but it's hope. I, uh, does their owner still look like a Bond villain? He does. Oh, okay. Uh, do they still play in the worst media market in the NFL? Yes. Okay. Uh, will free agents still look at Jacksonville and go, I'll pass? Okay. There's your hope. Hope at a dollar will get you a Coke. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's been done before. Jacksonville, they were, what, just in the conference championship game a few years ago. They didn't mean to. And they showed that because as soon as they got there, they went, oh, wait, we're the Jaguars. We suck. We're not supposed to be here. Blake Bortles. Time for you to suck yeah. again. They weren't supposed to be there. 
But that was the thing. They made a shocking run, and that was that was good enough. I don't know that anybody's looking at this at the Jacksonville Jaguars fan base, however large or small it may be, going, this is the key to winning a Super Bowl. No, this is, this is like trying to be relevant. What do you mean it's trying to be relevant? They're, well, okay. Right now, they're the worst team in the league. Uh, yep, by a pretty clear margin. Right. So the climb is not, hey, let's go from here to Super Bowl. It's, hey, let's build something and become relevant again. Which I think Urban Meyer might be able to do. I don't. I firmly don't. I think this is going to be a disaster, and I am here for it. <laughs> As a diehard Florida State fan that has hated Urban Meyer since well before it was cold to hate Urban Meyer, mm-hmm. I, I, am, I am here for the tire fire. I have my marshmallows, my chocolate bars, and my graham crackers, and I'm going to roast uh, s'mores over the smoldering flames that are the Jacksonville Jaguars. we got two first-round draft picks. Uh, yeah, because that's going so well for Jacksonville. They're going to use one on Trevor Lawrence. They could use that back end of the first-round pick from the Rams on an offensive lineman that could help I love how every shitty team is supposed to draft an offensive lineman with their second pick. You ever notice that every time, every time a team has two first round, I've heard this with the Jets a hundred times. Okay. Oh, they could take an offensive lineman there. Or, that A, this is not a good offensive lineman draft at the top end. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, that is not what they would do because they have a lot of draft capital invested in their line. And money. Okay. Sorry, it just irritates me. <laughs> it's the laziest shit in the world. So the defense. And, 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 oh, they have two picks. Man, they'll get a lineman out of one of them. The other option would be to get a wide receiver like Rashad Bateman. God, I hate him so much. Why? Rashad Bateman. Oh, because of the the off-the-field issues. Don't worry. Uh, It all won't be disclosed between (laughs) now and draft day. Right. The -the off-the-field issues, I remember, with Rashad Bateman. But that's just an example. They could get a decent wide receiver at the back end of the first round to pair with Trevor Lawrence and DJ Shark and LaVisca Chenault. This could be, you know, they got the the best rookie running back in the league and James Robinson. So... Well, they'll just go sign Curtis Samuel off Carolina Panthers and reunite him with your mind. Curtis Samuel? <laughs> that could be a possibility. I just see that, I mean, this could, this could potentially be a thing. And it's gonna, it's already got the Jacksonville, you know, area excited about it from what I can tell. Oh, cool! They'll and sell more. Jer- they'll sell more jerseys, and then, in the words of Rob Snyder, "Oh no, we suck again." <laughs> <laughs> it has not been the best, uh, the the best run franchise in the NFL by any stretch, but it's been they're one trying of the worst something different. And I give them credit. I give them credit for trying something different. Of course you do. Uh, a little Mister A for showing up over here. Uh, I think this could work. Okay, name me the college coach that's ever worked. I'm going to ask you this every day until you give me one. Mm-hmm. How many of those guys have uh, been Urban Meyer? Yeah, and Jimmy Johnson was, let's see, I was not a person when Jimmy Johnson <laughs> came to the NFL. That's how long that's been. Oh, and they weren't Urban Meyer. So you think Urban Meyer's special. Oh, you think he's a better coach than... He's a pretty special coach. You think he's a better coach than Steve Spurrier? Mm, maybe. Disagree for the square. Really? You think he's a better coach than Chip Kelly? Yes. yes. Disagree for the square. Oh, my God. Chip Kelly was an offensive innovator. Do you really do realize that 60% of what happens in the NFL right now came from Chip Kelly? Mm-hmm. Or, or in the uh, college game came from Chip Kelly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the smartest guy in the room doing all kinds of crazy, funky shit. The problem is that he can't recruit because he's a jerk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could keep doing this. I could go all the way back to Lou Holtz. You know what Lou He's Holtz definitely said? a better coach than Lou Holtz. I disagree with you. Oh my Lou God. Holtz was a fantastic coach. Come on. And he's and and he's like could be my <laughs> interim grandpa. Because he's one of my favorite people on planet Earth. All right. All There's right. no better place of that. New York just is a job that I always wanted. And mm. then I'm gonna leave 14 days later. There's never been there's never been a college coach with this resume take a job in the NFL. That's had Three national championships to his credit. 87 or 85% win percentage. It's never happened before. I'm just saying, just because it hasn't been successful for everyone, 
Doesn't mean Urban Meyer can't do it. And just because it, uh, <laughs> oh God, spoken like a true damn Democrat. Just because it hasn't worked the first seventy-six times doesn't mean it won't work this time. Exactly. Exactly. That's coming from someone who understands what hope is. I'm trying to give Jacksonville Jaguars fans hope. I had a really messed up response to that. I didn't do it. And, uh, exactly where you were going with that. Yep. Yes. Here's the thing. Urban Meyer has to learn. You're not completely in control. Mm-hmm. The NFL does not work like college football. You're not in control of everything. So you're going to have to bypass some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to understand you're dealing with grown with, with grown up men. Yep. And they don't give a damn what you did in college. They could care less. These vet guys are going to look at Urban Meyer and go, uh, and, and I should be listening to you. Why exactly? <laughs> you hadn't won a damn game in this league. You hadn't called a play in this league. I just, I, this has the recipe to be an absolute train wreck. <laughs> I could see Urban having migraines by November. Mm-hmm. That's another part of this, is he seems to leave every job he has the minute it gets difficult. And, uh, well, it's already difficult in Jacksonville. Well, I mean, it it is a little curious timing that his health issues tended to pop up when he was getting in trouble with the NCAA. Yeah, weird how that happens. you don't have that problem here. So, (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, unless he's going to have, you know, the NFL on his ass about something. Uh, Don't think it's gonna. Well, the NFL, could they be on his ass more than they were on Tom Coughlin's? I didn't think so. It's a pretty good point. Very true. But his problem was he treated his players too much like professionals, uh, and gave them too much rope. So, I don't know. And and you know, paid a few of them. But so he's kind of used to exchanging money for services. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of guys went to the NFL from USC and took pay cut. That's all we're trying to say. <laughs> right. No, I th- this is what, a six-year deal? Yeah. I think within that six years, they can win this division. At least once. <laughs> I'll take that bet all day. At least once. I'll take that bet all day long. Who has the best quarterback in the division? Uh, the Houston Texans. They're the worst team in that division by a mile. Mm-hmm. Long term. And they have the best quarterback in the division, which means it's going to be really competitive. I see no path okay. of this working. I've tried to figure out, okay, so what exactly could happen? Because I've watched every pitfall of college coaches in the NFL. They do the same thing. And what I hope, what I really hope, above all else, is that Urban does that thing that a lot of college coaches do and go, hey, it's my guy. Justin Fields, it's my guy. Uh-oh. Not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But Trevor Lawrence could uh Poke that by going, yeah, I don't, I don't want to play Jacksonville. Right. I don't know. You look at the other teams in this division. Houston's in shambles right now. But they won't be for long. They're going to eat the frog this year. They wind up with draft capital. It's still a place players want to play. There's mm-hmm. no state tax, and they have Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be down forever. They have to get the coaching hire right. Yep. I think they already got the GM right. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be down forever. You look at the Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill's not going to be around forever. They're going to have a big quarterback question there. If when? He signed for four more years. He ain't going to last four more years. I'll disagree with you for the square. Okay. All right. How old do you think Ryan Tannehill is? He's like 29, 28. Yeah. Didn't he play baseball though too? Tannehill? Yeah. Uh, my, oh, no, he is not. Ryan Tannehill's 32 years old. Yeah, 32. Not really well, there you go. Wow. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> I don't know who you're thinking of. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, boo-boo that one, I heard. Yeah, so Ryan Tannehill is 32 years old. Okay. You, you expect him to continue playing like this for the next four years? Uh, well, your geriatric history channel quarterback's doing it, so... Uh... <laughs> I think there's yeah, a pretty big like difference between Tom Brady and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, yeah, for the last two years, Ryan Tannehill's been better. He wasn't this year. Really? Uh, yeah. Higher rated. Higher rated, rated, not close. Really? Yeah. And not all that close. Hmm. With, with old, no risk it, no biscuit. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's one of the highest rated quarterbacks in the NFL. He's outrated Pat Mahomes for the last two years. Mm. 
I'm just I'm, saying, I'm, you're, I'm you're making it sound like sure Ryan Tannehill's going to be a bum in an hour. No, he's not. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. And that team still has Derrick Henry, and that team has Mike Vrabel, who, as much as I don't like him, is still a good coach. I mean, I'm just saying, you're looking at a tire fire that is Jacksonville going. It's almost like you're looking at a whole box of Legos going, look at all the things we can build. Yeah. And I have a standing structure and a house and, you know, heat and shit. <laughs> and you're going, but I can build a fort. You could. Yeah, and the first time the wind blows, it's going to fall down. Uh, I think it, I think it's got a chance to be successful. And we'll leave it of at that. Of course you do. Right? Let's talk about my team. Yeah, yeah. New York my Jets team. getting Robert Sala from the uh, San Francisco 49ers, defensive coordinator, much in the uh, the you know the the Pete Carroll tree. Once worked with Seattle, has a very similar defensive style. You didn't think you were going to go with a defensive coach. No, but I also didn't think there was a defensive coach that came with such a ready mark offensive coordinator like Salah comes with. Uh, Michael Floor. Michael Floor. I, I mean, I'm all the way here for it. Mm-hmm. Robert Salah is a very energetic guy. He's a he's the CEO type. To me, this is a home run hire. Because there are questions about everybody else. All right, Arthur Smith. That's one of my favorite one of my favorite candidates in this class. Who's who's his defensive coordinator? What does he come with? Salah has to bring his energy and run this team. Mm-hmm. Because Mike LaFleur is gonna run that offense and I think he's gonna run it well. This is a perfect uh, Tannehill's, ra- Tannehill's rating for the year is 106.5. Mahomes is 108.2. And Josh Allen's 107.2. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, Thank you, David Smith. I love people that look up stats and tell them to me so that I don't have to. Because <laughs> this thing is doing a lot at one time. Uh, I look at Salah, and I think he could work in New York. Good-looking guy. Interviews well. He's going to win the press conference. And you know what he's not going to do in the press conference? <laughs> ah, I promise he's not going to do that. Right. Well, I mean, anything was going to be better than Adam Gase. I mean, it's been a, a complete dumpster fire since Adam Gase got. Well, there. I mean, and here's the so, thing: I know anything's better. I know there's at least two Jets fans watching this right now that can verify what I'm getting ready to say. As a Jets fan, we've hired a lot of coaches, and I would wager this is probably the best you felt the day after. Maybe Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan had a lot of, mm-hmm. of, and I'm going to be honest with you, Rex Ryan was a damn good coach for the Jets. He had some interesting predilections <laughs> and might have been a little loud, but he always put his best foot forward. Was a good little foot soldier. <laughs> you got any more? Uh, I got a lot of them, but just choosing not to use them right here. No, I get you. I mean, there was a lot of excitement around Rex Ryan. I liked the Rex Ryan hire when it was made. By the By the end of it, though, I mean, it... It did like every every other uh, New York storyline goes. It starts out all nice and sweet, and then ends up dysfunctional as fuck. Nope, not all storylines end that way. Sorry, go that way. Adam Gase was a disaster from about nine hours in. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've missed the days of Rex Ryan a lot. No, I'm and just Herman saying. Edwards and I'm just saying New York has the tendency to have these you know these great starts. And then horrible finishes. I, I, you talk about like I, uh, as a like, New York like, sports like, fan, I'm going to challenge you on this. Of, mm-hmm. Name me one of those because uh, I can think of one. Every everything with your Jets has always either been bad from the start, okay, or that, it was good. That, for that's a what and I'm. Then, okay, what was good and then petered out. Oh, Rex Ryan's know. it. I don't know. Take the uh, take the example of just your football season this year. You started out great. You're doing exactly what you needed to do, and then you fucked it up at the end. I didn't start out great. Yeah, we were 0-14. And that's exactly that's not what you great. wanted to do. Not going into this year. That's we never thought we had to do. I'll tell you the same thing an AFC scout told, uh, let's see, I want to say that was Rich Samini. This team has way more talent than 2-14. and 14. No, this season did not in any way <laughs> go the way I wanted it to. And Nick Treeper, also a Jets fan, said Bowles started well. Not for me, he didn't. Because I watched the I watched the tape on Bowles and went, this is not sustainable. You play a half-ass decent receiver and they're going to murder you. Mm-hmm. Because every corner, Sean wades it and bails out immediately. 
I'm happy with Robert Salon. You can't rain on my parade today. <laughs> and he's got a lot to play with. He's got a top three draft pick to use. He's got a, was it, $100 million, $70 million? $80 million. It can be more, and I'll go ahead and tell you it will be. Yeah. Because he's a 4-3 defensive coordinator, and we do not have 4-3 personnel. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the guy that, that got really excited when he saw this hire. Who do you think I'm getting ready to say? The fireman guy? Fireman Ed. Yeah, I that guess guy. I would wager he was excited too. <laughs> Quinn Williams is who I'm talking about. Okay. Quinn Williams under Robert Salah is, that is exciting to this Jets fan. He going to eat. Because uh, he was good under Adam Gase and Greg Williams. Mm -hmm. He had two lunatics coaching him his first two years in the league, and he was still good. Right. What do you think a legitimate NFL coach is going to do? Yeah. <laughs> So Robert Sala is an, a legitimate NFL coach to you. You think he's oh. going to be able to handle the the bright lights and the media pressure of New I, York well? I said this on our ESPN show the day after the season ended. Robert Sala is the most ready to be an NFL head coach of every candidate out there. Mm -hmm. All of them. And, that was, and I wasn't even at the time thinking about Mike LaFleur. I mean, that's even better. This is a guy that's been in the league, been around smart coaches, great energy, smart guy, and I think he's going to be a home run in New York. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think bringing in a big boy staff and not hiring guys like Greg Williams is a big deal. Yeah. I, I think the fact that you come with a staff that you already know, it, it's legitimate. And I mean, maybe this is from a jilted Jets fan of, how many times have we hired guys like Chan Gailey right. that I look at and go, why are you still in the league? You should be at home eating tapioca pudding, watching Matlock. <laughs> go, go away. Go away. Go. So lots of excitement for the Jets as well. Correct. The Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. <coughs> He's been offered that job. He will probably take that job. He might be thinking about it a little hard right now. But you think that's a good hire? I think that would be the best hire they could make. You know, I liked Joe Brady. The only thing is that you would have to give Joe Brady a ton of leash mm -hmm. because this team is going to be – it's going to be bad for a minute. I mean, offensively, you're stuck with Matt Ryan. You're stuck with Julio Jones, who is 80 and broken mm -hmm. and not all that good when he's on the field. Uh, you know, Calvin Ridley's fine. You don't have a running back. There's just a, there's a lot of work to do in Atlanta. And I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little shocked that a guy like Arthur Smith would tie himself to that. Arthur Smith was a candidate for – Every job. Yep. And I'm I'm a little shocked he didn't want to go. The Chargers, you know, one of those. Now that Salah's out, Salah was the leading candidate for for LA as well. Mm -hmm. And Detroit, I thought too. No, Detroit was not interested for whatever okay. reason. Detroit, he did I, apparently he botched the interview or something in Detroit. But they're the Lions, so they're probably gonna hire Marvin Lewis uh, yeah. with Jim Caldwell as the, the uh, <laughs> as one of the coordinators. Yes. Please, God, let that happen. Yes. I have wanted very few things in life as much as I want Marvin Lewis to be the next head coach of the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the weapons are a big question mark on the offensive side of the ball for Atlanta. Is Matt Ryan too over the hill? They gave him way too much money. <laughs> way too long of a deal. Correct. But there was no way to, I guess there was no way to get around that. I mean, once you got your franchise guy, you're gonna you're gonna back him. He was one of the first to get that hundred when it was big contract. So he's he's actually not like forty a year, right? He's only at like twenty five a year, right? Matt, no, Matt Ryan makes a billion yeah. dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's up there. Like, yeah, his his deal was uh, backloaded. Ah, it's yeah. ugly. Mm -hmm. uh, according to OverTheCap.com, Matt Ryan next year will make his cap number is forty one million dollars. Holy. They have. That's a lot. I want you to understand. What I, I want you to listen to what I'm getting ready to say, because this is unbelievable when you think about it. The Falcons are 25 million dollars over the cap right now. Oh, how many players do they have under contract? Understand it takes 53 to fill the roster. 40. You're too high. 35. You're too high. 28. It's 31. 31. Oh They're $25 million over the cap with 31 players on a contract. Yep. That is a disaster. And they don't have a lot of guys that will help them. You know, if they if they post June 1 cut Julio Jones, say 20 or it would be a $23 million dead cap hit. 
training him is an outrageous dead cap hit. Right. I mean, there's just not a lot of things you can do to fix this. You're going to have to restructure a bunch of deals, kick the can down the road, just to get under the salary cap. Mm -hmm. Not to be good. This is not to be good. This is just to be able to field a team. And then you're going to have to sign Calvin Ridley in like two years. Oh, yeah. Calvin Ridley's going to get paid. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, to me, this is a disaster. Kevin Vick said if I was interview, interviewing for the Lions job, I'd probably botch it, too. <laughs> Good plan. Can we, can we just call that the Kevin Vick? Uh, uh, I was going to say Memorial. Yeah, bill, don't say Memorial. But he's still alive, yeah. so that doesn't work. Yeah. The Kevin Vick. Somebody tell me in the comments what that word is supposed to be. Kevin Vick, Kevin Vick blank bill. Ceremonial? This should be fun. <laughs> this will be. Ceremonial's a good word. I like yeah, that one. Ceremonial. Honorary. Honorary. Honorary's decent. I want it to be funnier. It's a little too shiny of a word, though, for Kevin Vick. I, I, it's no. I like that. <laughs> Honorary's I love good. Kevin. Just kidding. I feel like there's a really funny word out there that one of our uh, very humorous commenters is going to uh, impart. Yeah. Cause they funny. <laughs> Oh, I don't think Arthur Smith thinks uh, the situation in Atlanta is too funny. I think he it's, thinks this is the job he can get. Well, yeah. I mean, and also, I mean, that's another situation. You've got a lot of things that are untenable right now for other teams in that division. <laughs> I think I think Brian just saw the same thing. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. The Kevin you. Vick touching tips bell. <laughs> Nice. Uh, But anyway, we've got a lot of uncertainty in the NFC South. You've got Drew Brees moving on. You've got uh, Tom Brady moving on. The Falcons' job can be good. You just have Mm -hmm. to be given a ton of leash. Yep. And the good thing is they're going to be bad. Oh, they're going to suck for two years. Right. And there's nothing you can do about it. Home run draft picks. (laughs) You've got to home run those draft picks. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I firmly believe that Justin Fields could end up in it. If not him, then Zach Wilson. Right. I am of this. Beli- I am firmly of this. Beli- of the belief that Justin Fields is going to go higher than he should. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I, I'm going to stay ahead of this curve. You know, Todd McShay, who I respect a great deal, has him at 15. I just don't see him falling that far. I don't either. I think, I think somebody's going to fall in love with him in the pre in the in the pre draft time, and he's going to wind up going higher than he should. Mm. Uh, one of the guys that helped build the Seattle Seahawks into a thing now coming to Charlotte. The Carolina Panthers have uh, is, is it official now? Because the report yesterday yeah, was they accepted. had offered the job. Yeah, he's accepted. So he has accepted the job. Uh, Seahawks Vice President of Football Operations Scott Fitterer now comes. It's a over. good hire. It's a really good hire, especially for a team that's been stuck with uh, oh oh you know Marty Herney. Yeah. Gettleman. And David Gettleman. <laughs> Let's not forget that. Oh, uh, what a long stretch it's been of suckitude at the GM spot for the Carolina Panthers. Because yeah. you went through Marty Herney and then White. David Gettleman <laughs> and then Marty Herney again. <laughs> so finally, uh, anything. Yeah. Any, just give us something different. We're sick and tired of this. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, this is a great hire. And they knocked out the hire with Matt Rule. So I'm. I have nothing to say against this. I, I'm going to trust David Tepper's uh, opinion as well. You should. I mean, he's a very smart guy. He's a very wealthy guy. Yeah. Yeah. David but, Tepper has more money than uh, some nations out there have. Right. But what I'm saying is, he doesn't make bad investments. No. And if he makes them, he makes them very rarely. Yeah. Um, the Marty Herney thing was more of just a spur of the moment. Let's get back. You know. Yeah. Let's. Let's put something in place with the new ownership and all of that. Now, I think Tepper's really been involved in this in this discussion and has found his guy, much like he did with Matt Rule. Tepper has a billion dollars, which helps a, billion a lot of things. <laughs> his net worth is the gross domestic product of some countries. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's ridiculous how much. And I honestly feel like they're headed in a in, on a good path. Mm-hmm. You just have to tie yourself to the quarterback of the future, and that's what—that's your next goal. If you think it's Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, whatever, 
You just have to find that guy because I firmly don't believe it's Teddy Bridgewater. No. I mean, they, they're going to draft a quarterback. Well, I mean, and that's what new GMs do. Yeah. You know, Scott Fitter, and I'm going to level with you, and you're going to, God, Panthers fans are going to cuss me. Okay. Where did Scott Fitter come from? Seattle. Mm-hmm. What is the comp, the high-level, best-case scenario comp on Justin Fields? Russell Wilson. There you go. Just remember I said it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Okay. I can see a path. I see a path. To, I see a path to it with him and with Trey Lance. Yeah. Trey Lance is a little bit different of a guy. He's more of an arm talent than he is <coughs> athlete. I think Trey Lance's athleticism is a little <coughs> overrated from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's a bad athlete. I'm just saying I think he's been overrated. Like he's going to run some four four and he's not. Right, and I think his athleticism. You know, he does have athleticism, but it's not elite athleticism, and it probably looked more like elite athleticism going up against the competition that he played. I see that, and that's. I think that's a trap that people fall into. Too, okay, is that I mean you undervalue. I mean, I mean, it's not like you don't have four three guys in one double A. Well, no, or or F was F C S. I don't even know. I need them to call it the A League and the B League just so I don't have to think about this every freaking yeah. time I do this. <laughs> uh, the big ones have bowls and champ- FCS. That's the FCS. one. I have to go through that process every time I do that. Nice. I just learned that there was a National Christian Conference Athletic Association last night when listening to the Asheville game. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, I yeah. have zero yeah. idea There's what you're <laughs> So the last night, UNC Asheville was playing Charleston Southern, and Charleston Southern had only won one game all year, and the one game that they had won was against Carver College. We had to look up to see who Carver College was, <laughs> yeah. and they're uh, they are a they are a Division One school, but in the National Christian College Athletic Association, the NCCAA, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not sure they get uh, the the high, you know the high level athletes yeah. in the NCCAA, uh, but I mean lesser competition does have an effect. I mean if you're a if you're a very good quarterback, you're going to look great going up against smaller schools. That's I, my I, only. Point. I, I have no idea what you're talking about, so I'm going to field the what's happening in the comments right now. Okay. There, there a grand discussion about Justin Fields just happened in the comments, and I need to. I, I feel like I should weigh in. Sure. Robbie Wright said there's no chance that, that Justin Fields is a high-level NFL quarterback and anybody that takes him in the first two rounds is wrong. Yeah. I don't 100% disagree with you. Here's the thing about Fields. He has to be put in the exact right situation. Mm-hmm. He need, if he plays next year, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Right. You know, it's it, almost flat out. Line. There's That's why I think the Atlanta Falcons are the perfect place for him to go. Mm-hmm. Grow with Calvin Ridley. Grow with the system. All of the things that, that that can happen. My fear is that he winds up in New England, or he winds up in. Uh, I'm trying to even think of Washington, mm-hmm. somewhere that he has to play next year, right. and that terrifies me because he's not ready. But under any stretch, you have to remember this guy had only played two years of college football, mm-hmm. and one of them was seven games of. The college of uh, 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 whatever that bullshit schedule was, Ohio State trotted out there. So Carolina would make sense for him as well. He wouldn't have to play immediately over Teddy Bridgewater. So there's a fear in me with Carolina because I feel like if Teddy Bridgewater comes out in the first two or three games next year and looks like he did at the end of last year, then fans are going to start clamoring for fields and he winds up on the field in week six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is a recipe for nightmare disaster theater. And he won't do that maybe. I, it, look, I, and I'm one of those, I, I'm, I, I'm not one of those. How do I say this? I'm more old school when it comes to scouting and evaluations and draft grades and things like that. There are very few quarterbacks that I want to play with, you know, week one of their rookie year. Right. right. You know how I many there are this year? I'll give you a hint. One. Rhymes with done. <laughs> it's one. Trevor Lawrence, that's it. <laughs> Zach Wilson is probably ready to start physically. I just don't know that he's emotionally ready to be the leader of a franchise. Zach Wilson also scares the hell out of me that he's going to turn into Johnny Manziel if he winds up up in a city that's any more fun than Detroit. Mm-hmm. No offense, Detroit. I usually would say Cleveland there, but mm-hmm. eh, they're stuck with deep fake Baker Mayfield, so that wouldn't <laughs> make any sense. Uh, I, I'm one of those guys that if I I look at most college quarterbacks like you're not ready to start week one. Yep. He's not. Yeah. 
Trey, Adam White said Trey Lance is the most talented quarterback behind Lawrence. There's he has guys. the highest ceiling. I, I would disagree that he's the most talented. I think the most talented is Zach Wilson. He was asking if he was. Oh, is he? is, 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 is he? sorry. Yeah. Little font, little little <laughs> type on a little screen. Uh, I would say his ceiling is the highest. His floor is without a doubt the lowest. Trey Lance could be Achilles Smith, and that's that's how drastic the wow. variations are on 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 him. Mm-hmm. That's god awful. That's out of the league in two years. Yeah. My fear with Trey Lance is he's going to go higher than he should because the the good of him is unbelievable. Problem is there's not enough of it. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields should go ahead of Trey Lance. I'll put it that way. Zach Wilson will go ahead of Trey Lance. Um, and then and then uh, you know the Mac Jones thing, and I I don't know what to do with Mac Jones. <laughs> hey, they all declared Mac Jones. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who was shocked by that to see uh, the the top four players? Out of Alabama, declaring for the draft, uh, but Mac Jones, he is a he's a special case. I've seen a whole lot of variance on the projections for him. There are some that are, are having him like in the top twelve. Who? Uh, prognosticators, draft With prognosticators. Mac Jones? Yeah, they're you know five quarterbacks that come out of the first. 15 picks. Yeah, let me let me tell you how to read mock drafts. First of all, just pick mine up and go with that. That's the best <laughs> way. The next best way is uh, pick, flip through your mock draft. If you see Mac Jones in the top 20, uh, put it down and set it on fire because yep. it's bullshit. Yeah. Because he's not going to go that high. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. He's uh, just not. I mean, the, his, the ceiling on him is the roof, and it's a <laughs> and it's an eight foot and, it, and it's an eight foot roof at best. It's not even a vaulted ceiling. I mean, the floor is really high, but the mm-hmm. and Rex Grossman. I'm telling you right now, he even damn talks like Rex Grossman. It's kind of bizarre. <laughs> so he should. Guy. So what you're saying is Jacksonville should take him number one. Urban Meyer's more familiar with Rex oh, Grossman. God. <laughs> Justin Harvey's is still on the is on oh, the, the 44 touchdowns, three interceptions thing. Dwayne Haskins had 50 and four. There you go. There it is. There it is. For every quarterback you give me their college stats, uh, I'll give you 10 more that the college stats were horribly misleading. Mm -hmm. First of all, defense in the Big Ten is not that good. You don't have that – you don't have a high-level, high number of NFL-ready prospects that he's playing against. Right. And, oh, well, they play – they play so many out-of-conference, good out-of-conference games. Yeah, and the four worst games he had in his career were all against the four best teams he played, minus Clemson. Mm-hmm. That's what scares me with Fields. Fields can decimate bad teams with good talent around him. And, and look, I'm not trying to say the kid can't be a good NFL quarterback. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that he has to be put in the right situation. And when we sit right here at this desk on draft night, I'll straight up tell you. I can tell you by the team Justin Fields winds up with where whether, he's going to fall in. And whether His ceiling be. is top 12 NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. His floor is out of the league in three years. So, I mean, if he winds up in Carolina, you got a shot. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Wind up in Washington, you're fucked. <laughs> you are by the fickle finger of fate. Why? Just because they don't have the weapon? No, the because they'll make him because he'll start week one. There's Dwayne Haskins oh, all you. over again. I got you. I don't in any way see that happening. Washington got burned by one Ohio State quarterback. I don't think they're doing it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, Kyle Daniel Snyder, like, stay away. One of my favorite. <laughs> well, well, it's this is this is going to be. They're not going to be. Uh, you know, they don't have to be beholden to an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, Alex he Sanders, was only taken because Dwayne Haskins went to high school with Dan Snyder's kid. Alex Sanders' comment. You, I, I couldn't put it any better. It's what scouts like I have a have an issue with Big Ten quarterbacks. I mean, really, take out Tom Brady, which was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Name me the high end Big Ten quarterback. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Talk about now. Oh. The Big Ten's way different now than it was 20 years ago. True. You're going to give me Russell Wilson. Okay. He was there for an hour. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, they're not falling out of the sky at Ohio State. Name me the last productive Ohio State quarterback in the NFL. 
There's a reason for that mm -hmm. because you play with high level talent and you don't accept your your development's not accelerated when you have otherworldly talent around you and you're playing eight of your twelve games are against teams that can't contend with you. Yeah. It was just like Alex said. You're playing against teams that live in the forties in recruiting. They don't have the athletes dog for dog with you. It's one of the problems I have with Chris Olave. I like Chris Olave. The problem is that every high end highlight when I started pulling packages to try to do the uh, he, you're right, Tom Brady wasn't that good in college. I was just, I, I saw it coming. Yeah. Oh, there's never been a Big Ten quarterback. Well, the best one ever. I saw somebody doing that, so I tried to cut it off. Yeah. Craig Krenzel. I have a, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I can go through a, a litany of shitty Big Ten quarterbacks. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, if we want to go down the the, the, the Brahms, and I, I got a lot of them. Mm -hmm. The problem that I have is I look at, like, Alave. I tried to pull clip packages for Olave. They're all nine routes. Yeah. Every one of them is just he runs by a guy that can't run with him. Mm -hmm. That terrifies me. You know that reminds me of Devin Smith. How'd that end up? Yeah. Yeah, he was a jet. That lasted for about oh forty-five minutes. Uh, I hope he rented and didn't buy. The last successful Big Ten quarterback was Kirk Cousins. Your definition of successful and mine are very different. Well, I mean, I mean he's, he's been a playoff quarterback. Players. He had a, his team on the verge of a Super Bowl. He's played in big games. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever looked at Kirk Cousins and gone, you're a top-ten quarterback in this league? Fuck no. There's my point. No, absolutely That's my not. point. But I'm, I'm saying not saying that's you can't the push. most successful. Uh, yeah, and even that's like the that, – that's the – Right. That's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, my God. Christian yeah. Hackenberg. <laughs> I will kick you right in front. I will Judy chop you in a neck. Oh, boy. Oh. For those of you that didn't catch that, uh, he said Christian Hackenberg under his breath. Yeah. Threw a cough. Mm -hmm. Dick. <laughs> NFL playoffs this weekend. We're going to pick these games later on today. We'll have a second video at lunchtime today around about noon where we will pick all four games against the spread. I will give you all the betting picks, all the DFS picks, all of the things. Mm -hmm. And Tank will also throw his opinion in too. Yeah. I just realized that I, I will do all of these things. I will. All <laughs> He'll be here too. I'll, I'll, I'm going to let him go along. I'll come along for the ride. Uh, why not? He is the ball. I mean, I'm just finding about I'm finding out about this now. So, uh, well, no, you're not. That. If you had listened last week, I said we were going to do this throughout the playoffs. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one that, that doesn't listen uh, when the other one talks. Yeah, just so. point that out. Uh, <laughs> the Packers and the Rams, 4:35 tomorrow afternoon. You got. Uh, you got the defense against the offense, and then you got Jared Goff starting John Wolf. Jared Goff. I thought that was weird how that played out. Like every, there was all the discussion of whether or not John Wolford was going to play or not, and they they kind of announced this backwards to me. Like they announced John Wolford's injured, so Jared Goff will start. I thought that was odd. Was, they could have said, Jared Goff's ready to go. By the way, we won't have John Walford as the backup. It was just strange to me. Almost like a backhanded slap at Goff. Right, almost like we really wanted John Walford to be our quarterback for this game, but we're going to have to settle for Jared Goff. Yeah. Like I said, I will pick this game later, but I'm going to later today. Right. Here's what I will say. Jared Goff outside in the cold injured period i don't even care about the injured well i mean that's gonna I, have an effect I, not really I, I really don't think it will <laughs> you just think it was gonna be bad i think he was there. going to be a train wreck no matter what happened if you don't believe me go back to not last year the or uh, not this year last year against the pittsburgh steelers in heinz fields last time he played in a game where the start where the kickoff temperature was below 40 degrees okay he was an atrocity. I want to say he threw for like 90 yards total. Jeez. Might have even been less than that. Right. California kid doesn't play outside in the, uh, in uh, the We actually have well. a couple of those this week. Warm uh, weather yeah. kid playing outside in the cold, and I don't like it at all. 
Lamar Jackson's never said he never played a single game. In oh, the I love that. Well, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to Lamar Jackson uh, in just a second. The defense for the Rams, though, has been their saving grace for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. And the play has not been great from the quarterback position, whether it be Jared Goff or John Wolford. Say his and name the, right. Garf. Jared Garf. Jared Garf. Yeah. <laughs> we don't call him Jared Goff on this show. <laughs> so the quarterback play hasn't been there. Cam Akers has come around. And I think Cam Akers, I was uh, you know looking at early projections for next fantasy year that – Cam Akers should be considered near the top round, near the first round. Do you agree with that? Next year, fantasy football, Cam Akers is a first round pick or no. back into the first round pick? No. I would say second round pick. Mm-hmm. I would probably have mid to late second round. Mid to late second round? He's one of those guys I'm going to have nowhere because Sean McVay still demands on giving the ball to Daryl Henderson. I don't know. I mean, the, what, last I love three or four games, he's had 20 plus carries. By the if way, that this, continues. The, the the Jared Garf stat line I was looking for, yeah. he was 22 of 41. He had <laughs> 91 yards through three quarters. He wound up throwing for 243 with two interceptions. It's the lowest rated game he's hmm. had in two years. That's the last time he played in cold weather. Right. Take that for what it's worth. Right. It's the last time he played in a game where the kickoff temperature was below 40 degrees. Is the defense strong enough, though? Will they be able to apply proper pressure to Aaron Rodgers? And will Jalen Ramsey be able to um, keep Devontae in check? Did he keep t- uh, DK in check last week? No. There you go. <laughs> but, I mean, teams have figured out. Uh, just move him away from him. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Put him in motion. Motion him away. Yeah. Run him out. Move him away from Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You only have to have him away from him five times a game. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's exactly and I'm what level with DK. I've gotten to a point. I don't think it matters. I don't think Devontae even has to be good. I really don't. Really? Mm-hmm. You I think, think they're, they're going be able to, to run the ball them. On, the, on them? They're going to kill him. Them. <laughs> them. 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 The, I who's the him? <laughs> Jared Garth. Aaron Donald. They're going to kill Aaron Adam Donald. Black, Adam Black said over under two and a half picks for golf. I'll go over, but barely. I think it's actually two. But it, if you told me it, if you told me it wasn't two, I'm going to easily say it's not one or zero. So I'm going to say it's over. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling Packers will be up so much that he's just going to start pushing the ball and throwing it. And but but how? That's that's my break. question. How how will the how will the Packers get up by so much? If Devontae doesn't have to be good, then you're saying Aaron Jones is going to have the day. Not necessarily. I think we've seen all year. It could be Robert Tunyon. It could be Marquez Valdez-Scantling. It could Ooh. be all kinds of guys. It could be the Lazard King. <laughs> I ain't for the love of God. We've seen with Aaron Rodgers, it really does not matter who's on the other end. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier if it's Devontae Adams, but it does not have to be. I don't know that I that I trust the lesser weapons against this defense. I mean, this is the number one scoring defense in in the NFL. Uh huh. You're not wrong, but it doesn't matter, is what you're saying. Yep, that's exactly what I'm saying, actually. Okay. All right. Outside in the cold, warm weather team going up against the Green Bay Packers. I I understand the thought there. I don't think this is going to be a blowout game, though. God, I do. The Ravens and the uh, and the Bills is that that's the premier game of the weekend, or are you really? I mean, obviously for me it's not personal reasons, no, but I think competitive wise, competitively speaking. No, you want to watch uh, Father Time and and uh, Hell Jolly yeah. Old Saint Nick Hell on yeah. the History Channel. By the way, that meme was funny the first eight hundred and six times I saw it, and then I saw it the next day. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, the, yeah. The History Channel with old Brady and old Breeze. Yeah, I laughed at that the first 800 times I saw it. Right. Then the clock turned an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore Ravens, Buffalo Bills. A lot of intrigue in this one. It could snow in the ball game. See, Lamar, snow. Lamar Jackson has the said... The snow's that, not a thing anymore. Oh, it's out. It's not going to snow. No, nah, it's out. 
So that 60% chance became a 6% chance. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right, so they don't have to worry it's about that. It's going to be there afterwards. It slowed down or something. I, I don't know what the case uh, What happened. But right. According to AccuWeather and NFL Weather, it's very low chance of actual snow. Okay. It's going to be cold as hell. Though. It will be cold. And that part doesn't bother me. I just don't care. The snow was just a confirmation to me that this is not going to go the way that they want it to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to stop Josh Allen. Yeah. Because you know what? You know who I know watched the same tape that I did from last week against Tennessee Titans? Yeah. Brian Dable. And you know what he saw? Oh, every time they motion a tight end, Marlon Humphrey wins out, ends up on an island by his little lonesome. And Marlon Humphrey on the outside against Stefan Diggs is a recipe for him to have 240 yards in this game. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, Brian Dayball will not get away from it. Mm-hmm. Arthur Smith did, which scares the piss out of me. I don't know if it was Tannehill, Smith, Vrabel, I don't know, but you had your solution to beating this team, and you didn't take it. Yeah, uh, I don't think the Buffalo Bills are going to have that problem. Do you think it is a large margin of victory? They continue to steamroll, or do you think they can keep it close? <laughs> I think this will be a close game. I think the Bills are going to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Josh Allen a lot. I, big arm. A lot of he's just got a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. He, like all of a sudden he has a ton of weapons. Whether it's Gabriel Davis, Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs is the obvious one. John Brown, you know, I I really like this team. I have Buffalo on a collision course with Kansas City. I've had it this way for a long time. Yeah, and that's and I and I'm not coming off that. I really wanted a uh, snow game in these playoffs, but I'm gonna have one. It's in Green Bay. <laughs> it's not gonna be a whole lot of snow, but it'll be so. No, I wanted, like, remember the Philadelphia oh, Eagles a God. couple of years ago when they played in seven inches of snow. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to pass. I hate a team losing. You didn't enjoy that game? Fuck no. Oh, God. I, I hate a it. team season ending because they've got snow up to their kneecaps. I hate that shit. <laughs> oh, look. We're, look, we've superimposed the yardage lights with our Mr. Wizard formula. Uh, yeah, and you fuck it up every time and it winds up on somebody's back. Yeah. <laughs> He's so salty. He I, I he do. I hate it. snow. Enti- I, I hate snow, period. I, do, I hate it. It, uh, it. I'm telling you right now, if you, told me I had to, for me. if you told me I had to live in the mountains uh, where it snowed like six months out of the year, mm-hmm. or I had to live in the middle of the ocean on a secluded island, that, that had no running water, I, it put me in the middle of the ocean with no sunscreen. My big leprechaun ass will just be burnt for the rest of my yeah, life. Right. Fine. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the heat. Yeah, I don't think the cold's going to be that much of a factor. Uh, the snow was the thing. If the weather was going to play any factor, it was the snow. I, I love how we start talking about weather in these games like five days before it happens. <laughs> yeah, because meteorologists can't figure out what's going to happen an hour from now. Right, but sure, yeah. they figured it out five days ahead of time. Right. Derek Lindsay asked in the comments, what about Josh Allen's decision-making? That's the beauty of this Buffalo team. They put him in situations to where he doesn't have to make all that many decisions. Yeah. Mm. If you watch, the Buffalo offense runs damn near the same way on every play. Read one, read two, take off. Yeah. Get what you can get. If you lose two yards, cool. We'll try to make it up on the next one. Mm-hmm. Do not make the bad decision. And against this Baltimore team, I'm telling you, they're going to pick on Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey's been exposed. Like, this is – and every year there's one of these guys. Marcus Peters was this guy for the longest time. Mm-hmm. People – it's a name, and he's been to Pro Bowls, and he's so good and he's highly paid and all this other shit. There are schematic ways to make Marlon Humphrey a negative defender. Mm-hmm. And Tennessee showed it. They just stopped doing it. Yeah. I don't look for Baltimore to do the same. <laughs> yeah. No, especially when their uh, offensive coordinator is uh, is interviewing for head coaching jobs. <laughs> I that doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you think because he had to do a Zoom call that it, all of a sudden he shredded his playbook in a wood chipper? No. What? I've heard that argument of, oh, Arthur Smith, they they lost because he was interviewing red coaching jobs. No, the fuck they didn't. That's not what I meant. We do this every year. That's not what I meant. I meant this is, you know, Brian Brian Dable wanted to make a statement. 
Oh, as I, he's I must have, a job. <laughs> well, he's not getting a job. There were only two that were interested in him. One was the Chargers. That's the only one and I the think he could actually Jags. get, the Jets. Or the Jets. Yeah, and they obviously already have a coach. So. Yeah. Right. I, I, miss, I apologize. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of the, oh, look at these guys that are interview for head coaching jobs. They get beat in the playoffs. Oh, 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 shut the hell up. That's nothing to do with anything. Like, it took their focus off the job. I That's like saying going. you can't work your job doing whatever the hell it is you do because, oh, I went to dinner with my wife. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, it just shows their head's not in the right place. They're thinking about other things rather than the game. Yeah, I hate that argument. Uh, Cleveland Browns. That comes, and you know who that comes from? Uh, people that have very mundane jobs that just fade off into the ether while they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the DOT. That was, that was, <laughs> that was where I, I'm sure anybody that... Just standing forms, just yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Just. I was more thinking the guy standing on the side of the road with a lane of traffic shut down and eating a Slim Jim. Yeah. Yeah. That drives me... Smoking a cigarette, holding a sign. Yeah. yeah! Go! Don't go. <laughs> I'm sure there are great people that do that job. Uh -huh. It's just they piss me off when they're not doing anything and I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs> I've routinely said if we ever really make it doing this, the first thing I'm going to do is hire a driver. Yep. And I will turn in my damn driver's license. I will go to Raleigh and go, I don't want this anymore. Oh, my God. Just, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't, wa I don't need it. <laughs> a lot of people on the uh, Cleveland Browns can pull the upset, including... Odell Beckham Jr. Just watch it. Just watch for the upset, he says. Kansas City Chiefs, Cleveland Browns on Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. It's not going to go well for the Browns, I don't believe. Yeah, you want me to tell you my take on those people that, that, that believe the Browns can win this game? Uh, it's really simple. There are people that think Jeffrey Epstein knowing shit about the Clintons has nothing to do with why I got killed. <laughs> and those people are stupid. The Baker Mayfield, the Baker Mayfield is good conspiracy theory uh, that's going on and sweeping the Cleveland Browns fan base right now. Riding high after the playoff win, look, I don't even think he, I don't even think you have to win this game. You, you're still just. You're so high on the fact that you won the first game. Yeah, they're prepared to get the shipment. Did you hear they Chase? Be. Did you hear Chase Claypool doubling down on, on his know. Browns are going to get? Oh, when he said they were going to get the clap. Uh, no, no, no. He did it again. So he got on TikTok again, and somebody asked him. I guess what, what he said. He said they disrespected Juju for. Well, if Juju wasn't dancing in the fourth quarter while you were getting smoked. I might care about that a little bit more, but you, he did, and you were. So sorry about your damn luck. Yeah, no, you cannot. Uh, you you cannot say that the Cleveland Browns are the bad guys in that situation nope. because it's obviously the other way around. Um, it's cute though. Rookies, they have opinions too, right? Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to throw all over the place. Yep. Against this team. Um, I don't care anything about the running game. I've seen, you know, oh, Clyde Edwards, the layer's getting better. I don't care. You're not going to need him yeah. for this game. And the uh, Browns on the, uh, on the flip side, they're going to be able to run the ball. I don't think it'll be as good as you think it will. You don't think the run game's going to be as good? Because mm -mm. here's what Steve Spagnuolo has always done very well. Mm -hmm. He makes you win the way you don't want to. It's how he beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Two times. Mm -hmm. As he tries to make you beat him the way that you're not comfortable with. Which means that they'll wind up, you know, lathering up Baker Mayfield for 45 passes. Yeah. And if Alex Van Pelt showed anything last week when he had full autonomy over the offense, he'll let Baker throw. Now, Stefanski's back this week, and I understand that. Right. I think he understands that we have to run to – but I just I see them getting behind. Yeah. If Cleveland goes down ten points, this game's over. They get behind by double digits, this ball game is over. They will never come back from that. And the bad thing is they could be down by double digits in the first fourteen seconds. <laughs> highly unlikely. Put a chance. It's highly unlikely, but may not be that quick. Yeah, there's a better 14. chance of you being a prima ballerina. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth. 
So you're saying there's Black a shot? Spot. Yeah. <laughs> totally see Tank out there. Oh yeah. They they do they do a ballet of Humpty Dumpty, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can play that. I can play that role. No, you couldn't. Yeah, just sit in a chair and spin. And fall. <laughs> and fall. Yeah. Says the clumsiest guy on the planet. <laughs> From the second clumsiest guy on the planet. He lied, yeah. folks. He lied. <laughs> There's a lot of breakable shit in this room, and frankly, I look at all of it with. with with wispy eyes through most of most days. <laughs> Saints and the Bucks in the uh, night game or the evening game on Sunday. We had to get this one in before the geriatrics had to get yeah, to bed. There's no way they could make it without their job. Yeah, Drew Brees and Tom Brady facing off for the first time in the playoffs. Um, Saints have won the first two meetings, but I believe this is a different team. This is a different Bucks team than the Saints have faced before. And I get that Michael Thomas wasn't around for the last game, and we still got smoked. I understand that. Um, I think it's going to be a really tight one. I think it'll be a tight game. And I think there's going to be moderate scoring. I don't really expect them to sling it out like they could have in the old days. Nope. This is going to be a grosser score than you expect. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yep, we'll have the uh, full predictions and everything uh, coming up later on right here on the Sportsocracy Facebook and YouTube Live. Be sure to hit that notifications button so you know every time that we go live, we'll be with you at a different time this afternoon on ESPN Asheville. We'll get UNC Asheville basketball this afternoon at 1.30. Going to push our show back to 4 o'clock. We'll be on from 4 to 6 on 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400, and of course, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Be sure to like, share, and follow The Sportsocracy on all of the social medias at The Sportsocracy. We are live from the newly renovated Wicked Weed Studio, wickedweedbrewing.com. Drink different. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. Yeah. We'll see you.